What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 18 DFS MVP, the final iteration of the regular season. I am your host, TJ Hernandez, the director of DFS at 444.com. As always, with my co-host, Matt Savoka, today we will be going over our favorite values of Wacky Week 18. Like <laughs> always, uh, if you are playing on Yahoo this week, uh, the Yahoo podcast dropped a couple days early, so that is up right now on the DFS MVP as well as the Yahoo Fantasy Feeds, as always, with Yahoo's Matt Harmon. And one more GPP Last Look show left. Left this Sunday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Again, that's on our subscriber-only Discord. If you don't know yet, uh, make sure you get signed up for that. We've dropped our rest of season price again. Uh, DFS subscription is only $14 for the rest of the season. So if you're done with your fantasy leagues, win your championship, and you want to give DFS out, uh, DFS a try, um, you could try it out for just $14. It'll get you access through the Super Bowl. There's, there's a lot of slates through playoffs. Um, they, they've divvied those up a lot, so you can definitely get plenty of bang for your buck on that uh, but today we'll just jump right into it uh, as i mentioned week 18 uh, a very unique beast uh, obviously some teams resting some teams playing for um for for playoff seating uh, other teams have been out of it for a while two uh pieces of content i think you should definitely look at that that this podcast is very heavily predicated on uh jennifer akins at 444 has an article called wacky week 18 who's motivated uh that'll just break down the the team level who's playing for what and then a uh, friend of the podcast anthony amico has a great thread on uh, twitter breaking down all the players individual uh, uh, uh contract incentives so make sure you check that out um but let's get into it matt um welcome to week 18 how you doing bud I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I don't know if it's maybe the last two years and how much news at weird times and just weird news in general we've had to yeah. deal with. I'm feeling battle tested. I didn't even feel like yeah. this was a wacky week compared to something, some things yeah. we've had to deal with over the last, say, 36 main slates. But uh, I'm excited yeah. to dig into this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, week 18, it, it ho hopefully, fingers crossed, like this has been the, the lightest um, news in, in terms of COVID we've had in, in, in quite a few weeks. Um, but of course, like the, the crazy thing about week 18 is we always get all of these um, teams saying that, that they're not going to rest players. And then all of a sudden comes Saturday, Sunday morning, these players with the slightest little injuries, they, they uh, coincidentally decide to rest them. So we definitely need to be on our, our P's and Q's. But we tried to keep it to um, this, this week. Players were pretty confident in. So let's start at quarterback with your guy. Sure. And so we got confirmation of this earlier today from Coach yep. John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens. But the 4 for 4 value metric was already on this just based on the trends. Tyler Huntley looking like a great value option, especially if you are prioritizing those top salary options at the running back or wide receiver or even the tight end position. Yeah. And really here, it's all about the rushing upside. Yeah, Huntley has rushed basically the same amount as Lamar Jackson this yep. season. He's got 5.8 carries per game, including one in the red zone, 37 rush yards per game. And really, it's more than that because he appeared in one game that wasn't really the main mm -hmm. focal point. He's had only four games where he's uh, been been the primary starter for the majority of the game. In those games, in three of four, he's had 200 passing yards and he just missed it with 197 last week. I made a joke here in the show sheet that 
I know we're not allowed, producer Sal, to put Jalen Hurts on the show sheet under any circumstances. And I know he's on the Saturday slate this week. But Huntley is basically Jalen Hurts light. You know, yeah. probably going to get 200 passing yards, probably not going to get 300 passing yards, but then he's got 50 yard rushing upside on top of that. And that's great, especially when you consider the fact that Pittsburgh is dead last in the NFL in yards per carry allowed. That's enough for me. He's the number two value on DraftKings, number four value on FanDuel. Obviously, he doesn't have the ceiling of the prime, the primary salary, the top salary options at the quarterback position. But if you're going down to the value options, I think Huntley's the best. Yeah, um, the that rushing, um, that that like forty yard mark is is always a, a nice. Um, uh, target to hit for rushing quarterbacks. That's basically one uh, uh, touchdown worth of, of fantasy points, one pass touchdown worth of fantasy points. Uh, and he, we've seen when, when Huntley hits his ceiling, it's been, I mean, he's he's leaned on Mark Andrews every game he's played, but it's when Mark Andrews has had ceiling games and Mark Andrews uh, is in, in shooting range of the record for most yards by a tight end in a season. Um, so if Huntley can leave, lean heavily on him, uh, that's how he get to his ceiling. But he is my, my favorite um, pay down option this week. If we're paying up at quarterback, which I think is should be relatively easy to do because we should have uh, quite a few values open up with um you know just with the crazy week 18 news it's kyler murray for me um significantly cheaper than um josh allen murray's at 8400 on fandle 7400 on DraftKings against seattle arizona favored by six and a half at home with a uh, projected total over 27 points uh this is the only game on the slate with a total over 45 the total is 48 so if a game does shoot out this is the one that people are going to be looking to as far as team motivation goes arizona wins the division with a win and the rams lost so they should be going full tilt in this game that uh, that rams game is at the same time so no um no worry about uh, uh about them taking their foot off the gas and knowing the rams results um the highest um again as i mentioned highest over under and kyler murray has been uh on on kind of a tear lately 20 fantasy points in consecutive games he's really been getting it done on the ground like you talked about with huntley uh 44 plus yards on the ground four of his last five games since the bye week before the bye week he didn't have a single game over 40 rushing yard which uh obviously throughout that first half of the season felt very un kyler murray like it's it's been all systems go since he's come back from that injury um and and he obviously has the passing upside to have a ceiling game so i like murray um obviously because of, of his floor because of his upside but also because you're getting uh, a little bit of a discount compared to josh allen where they probably have similar projections and, and ceilings yeah and don't worry we'll bring in josh allen indirectly basically <laughs> yeah, for the rest yeah, of the podcast so we'll we'll talk about it i'm glad you brought up murray here and there was a couple times last week where he took off running and i was like oh kyler's back from mm -hmm. a rushing standpoint and yeah, that definitely. was good to see i'm certainly not the biggest film grinder in the world but you can tell when a player's running at full speed and kyler was able to last week and especially you got to mention not just the highest total game on the slate but the highest total game in a week where these totals are atrocious yeah, they, they're disgusting well. bring out jordan vanek's z scores <laughs> yeah. i like how he gets a whole statistical principle applied to him that's pretty i know cool, jordan. i know but uh but uh, I, I digress. A 48-point total this week, that looks super appealing, especially considering Arizona has a ton to play for. 
Yeah, we we've talked about that a lot. Like it's it's not necessarily the absolute total, but the relative total. Um, so it's it's a it's a pretty big one relative to the field this week. Um, let's move on to running backs. Uh, you like a, a player in a game where, th- in theory, they don't have anything to play for, but a, a big division rivalry, and I actually think um, both teams uh, can their their regulars can have very good games this week. Yeah, and I think Dalvin Cook was at a press conference or talking after practice, and he showed off a shirt, basically implying that the whole team was entirely committed to playing this meaningless game as hard as they can, which is a great commitment to make in the beginning of the week if you're trying to project fantasy football stats. (laughs) So uh, Dalvin Cook obviously doesn't have the same floor and ceiling projection as as a player like Jonathan Taylor. We don't expect that out of him, but... Chicago is 18th in the league in yards per carry allowed. They're below average, basically in a ton of defensive metrics, 27th in PFF's team defensive grade. So uh, the one thing I do want to mention here is uh, every year when we go back and we look look at average stats, sometimes we need a toss the stats game. And I think Mm -hmm. last week for the entire Vikings uh, skill positions we need to just toss the stats because of that sean Mannion start yeah, 30 sure. opportunities in two of the last three games and believe it or not it was the last game where he didn't have 30 opportunities he's going to have them if kirk cousins is even able to move the ball at his normal rate and we expect an above average rate against chicago he's top 10 in total of aided tackles this season and in total breakaway runs this season that's his ability to turn a rush into 10 yards and he's fifth in rush yards despite having multiple injuries that looked like he was going to be out multiple weeks the bye weeks and and basically healing faster than we expected helped him not miss all too many games he's the third best value on on FanDuel and the fifth best on DraftKings I don't think he can go wrong with Cook yeah there's always there always seems to be a game in week 18 I I haven't checked I don't know if the totals are always this low but it it would make sense that we we have a lot of low totals in in the final week of the season with so many players always um, sitting out but it always feels like there's one game between two teams where uh, they they quote unquote don't have anything to play for and it just goes off and it it kind of feels like this could be one of those games I I think um, you know they're they're playing in the dome at Minnesota Uh, there's there's players on both sides it can have huge games so i i do kind of uh sneakily like this game a little bit um a, a, a player that I like at running back is a, a player that I be, begrudgingly like because I've been so adamant that we cannot play Bill's running backs. But uh, Devin Singletary has uh, proven that wrong these last few weeks. Still very affordable despite his big workload in the last few weeks. $6,700 on Fandle, $6,000 on DraftKings. At home against the Jets, favored by 16 and a half. A very simple scenario for the Bills. Win and you win the division. Uh, possibly get as high as the two seed, which is very very important lock in at least um, two home playoff games onto the road to that inevitable Super Bowl that they're going to win this year. Uh, <laughs> um, the Jets, I mean, you know, one of the worst teams all around. Uh, last in schedule, adjusted fancy points allowed to running backs. Last in total, uh, adjusted fancy points allowed to offenses as a whole. We saw Singletary hit that 102 mark last week. Uh, you know, the thing about Singletary that, that I was saying even before last week was like, I thought we had seen his ceiling already. Josh 
Josh Allen takes so much of, of the uh, touchdown equity, which which can still be true. You know, Allen got all of his points on the ground last week, but uh, these this Jets defense, they're the only one that's allowed running backs to score at least 20 touchdowns on the ground. And the list of running backs that have got them lately is it's not like they've been playing a murderer's row of running backs. Uh, Miles Gaskin, Kenneth Gainwell, and Miles Sanders in the same game, Duke Johnson, Dario Gumbawale, all over 15 half PPR points um, against them in recent weeks. And Devin Singletary, I mean, his workload, 22 plus carries in two of the last three games. He's eclipsed the 35 yard receiving mark um, in two of the last four games, eighth in touches per game over the last three weeks. So as, as huge favorites, um, and I mean, it's not a must win game. They're going to make the playoffs, but in, in a game that they want to win the division, I, I think they should pretty easily handle the Jets. And I think all the Bills should get there pretty easily. I agree with you there. Did you just try to slide Miles Sanders into the center of a bad running back sandwich? That I, I was. I think Maybe. Miles Sanders <laughs> is a good running back here. All right, a bad, mean, a bad, how about how about a bad twenty twenty one fantasy running back? I'll give you that. No, you're absolutely right. They've basically not, you don't need a superstar. And Devin Singletary, the touches, it's like 63 to nine in yeah. terms of touches over the last three weeks with the, the, the running backs. So you're definitely going to want a running back who's finally locked up the touches for the Bills, especially this week. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Um, a game, uh, one team has something to play for, another team just trying to play uh, semi-spoiler. Who do you like at, at wide receiver? Yeah, this is, I don't know if you're going to need to get to this salary tier, yeah. especially on DraftKings, but I do like DJ Moore if you're building out stacks with Tampa Bay. I know I know Carolina's offense has been atrocious, and we expect Tampa Bay to run over Carolina in this game, but Tampa Bay has a problem in the secondary. I mean, even the, the Jets got there offensively last week. Yep. They're 30th yep. in a, a schedule-adjusted fantasy points mm. allowed to opposing wide receivers. And, you know, their per-play efficiency, it kind of masks their their deficiencies on defense yeah. they're fifth best in yards per attempt but but teams continue to pass on them a ton so mm -hmm. i do think you know seeing that there are the second worst defense in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed of the playoff bound teams this year even though carolina has been awful sam darnold hasn't shown us anything since he came back pff ranks them 31st in team offensive grades i think this is a pure volume play for dj yep. moore eight targets last week and we would consider that a down week from a volume standpoint yeah. he's got 42 targets in his previous four games and all of those games except for this past one had double digit targets so he's popping in the breakout model every single week it was a blast to work on that this season just finished yeah. it up this thursday but uh the Carolina Panthers were the worst performing team in terms of model uh, inefficiency. So yeah. uh, we'll see if DJ Moore can finally correct things uh, with the requisite volume this week. Yeah, and um, I don't know if we've got uh, clarity on this as we're recording Friday afternoon, Friday evening, um, whether or not Robbie Anderson will be active, but he has been on the injury report all week. So if Robbie Anderson ends up not playing, that's just even more boost to DJ Moore. Um, and, and I mean, at this point, there's there's no reason for Carolina to not be um, playing 
their their starters in this one. Uh, going back to that game that I mentioned, um, I love Kyler Murray this week, and their pass game has been extremely concentrated over the last few weeks, and one of the beneficiaries of that has been Christian Kirk. Um, if we look at that, that breakout model that you mentioned, he's top five in expected fantasy points per game over the last three weeks. Um, that's had a lot to do with DeAndre Hopkins being out. Kirk's averaged 10 targets per game in that span with a 24% target share. Uh, on top of that, I didn't mention this with Kyler, but there, there's a chance that Arizona is down both of their top two running backs. So if that happens, I mean, obviously Murray can get it done on the ground, but it could be a really heavy dose of the passing game, which would obviously benefit Christian Kirk. Uh, we, we've seen uh, this, the Seattle defense has been a, a bit of a, a, a pretty heavy run funnel for most of the year, but three of the last four weeks, they've uh, really been beat up by number one wide receivers. We saw Brandon Cooks go for over 14 half PPR points against them four weeks ago. Cooper Cup dropped a 30 spot on them. And then uh, Amonra St. Brown just missed 30, 29.4 half PPR points against them. So if Christian Kirk could follow suit, he's obviously going to be a great value at 6,200 on Fandle and 6K on DraftKings. Yeah, I really like that call, especially because the Arizona Cardinals have shown a propensity to move Christian Kirk into the slot where Cup yeah. and St. Brown do their damage. Uh, Kirk is quietly 14th in the NFL in slot snaps this year. That's a really good point. Uh, I I don't know if this guy is going to end up being the value play that he looks like at this point in our, our recording Friday evening Eastern time here. But Gabriel Davis, basically all week, is popping as a value play yep. in a very necessary section of the salary pool. Honestly, the the weird part about this week 18 is I usually feel like there is a there's some sort of free square running back who I have to look yeah. up on player profile or I've never heard of them before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I guess the week is young, right? We could get yeah. there. But ultimately, it looks like I'm still looking for salary saving options here. And Gabriel Davis at 5,200 on FanDuel especially, but even 4,900 on DraftKings looks like that player. Did we mention the Bills are playing the Jets this week? 16 and a half point favorites and... Uh, we do have to pay attention to whether Emmanuel Sanders is active because it may end up moving Gabriel Davis yeah. value metric. But right now he's wide receiver four on FanDuel yeah. and wide receiver seven on DraftKings in the in the cash viable uh, pool for sure on both sites. And he's had 18 targets over his last three games, including six in the red zone. That's healthy enough. An 80% snap share in three straight games after not topping 45% in any game prior. And we know injuries have some to do with that. But when you consistently get that work and you continue to see usage, that's when I think it may be here to stay, especially if they rest their veteran players looking out for their playoff run. The Jets are dead last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offenses. We've been picking on them all year. We don't stop in week 18 with Gabriel Davis. Of course, Diggs is a better option in the passing attack, but Diggs right now looking like that best value play. Yeah, I, I believe that, uh, the, again, recording this on Friday, that Manny was downgraded from questionable to doubtful today. 
Uh, and and it just seems like if if the Bills are planning on making a deep playoff run, like they're not going to shut Manny down, but I I think it would behoove them to have Gabe Davis on the field as their primary um, number two out there. Like he's just, uh, I mean, uh, Gabe Davis, I. I I don't think Gabe is a, a great receiver. I think he could flash and, and, and be um, really good in this offense, considering that they have Josh Allen and Diggs. He does need to be relied on. But at this point, like we've seen Manny after that hot start, just not offer them much. So I, I think it makes sense that the Bills would want uh, Gabe on the field. I mean, the only concern is Diggs has like these crazy incentives that he's chasing right now. So if the, I mean, obviously the win's way more important to them because they get the two seed, but you know, the, the Josh Allen stuff, on Diggs' best friend narrative, if if uh, if Josh Allen could get Diggs, you know, a couple more million bucks, uh, I think he might do it if it fits in the game plan. But uh, no, in all seriousness, um, Gabe Davis is a a very good play this week. And again, I, I mentioned with Devin Singletary, I think the Bills just absolutely smash. And if they do smash, like my theory on it is always, uh, if they're up by enough where they're pulling their starters for for the most part, the people you want to get there probably got there. Mm-hmm. Um, a, mm-hmm. a guy, a guy that I already mentioned when I was talking about my last wide receiver is Monroe St. Brown, 7,500 Fando, 6,800 DraftKings. His salary has been creeping up quite a bit. Um, but for good reason, he is, uh, uh, fourth in targets per game over the last month, 11.3 targets per game, second in air yard share with 43% of Detroit's air yards. Uh, he's had at least 19 half PPR points in four of the last five games. He's the wide receiver two in that span. And uh, it hasn't matter who's been a quarterback. As you mentioned in your article today, he's basically been quarterback proof. And the reason I'm really zeroing in on St. Brown in the salary tier is because it's the only clear cut game where we're going to have uh, ones playing against twos. Green Bay is going to be resting some starters, who knows how many, but we're going to have backups in there for Green Bay on both sides of the ball. Uh, Detroit is, is kind of going for that rally cry to close out the season uh players like st brown um you know as good as he's been there there's still going to be a lot of carryover into how some of these players play going into next year so i like st brown to uh, come into this game in on a very high note I, I think you talked about the free squares there are a lot of players on green bay where you're going to be able to plug them in at, at absolutely min salary because they are going to be starting all of their backups or, or if they do start starters like i'm highly doubtful it'll be more than a, a series or two um the only problem is they're going to be probably playing three receivers that are never on the field with a quarterback uh, that that's only been on the field once and probably going to be splitting backfield carries. So we, we don't have like a clear guy to plug in there. Really good dart throws in tournaments, really good dart throws in tournaments, but I just don't know if we could rely on any of them in cash, but uh, again, loving St. Brown here in this spot. Yeah. He's impressed me so much. I think they got a steal in the draft. Uh, Shout out to some of my best ball teams. He's one of my favorite late round picks, but uh, <laughs> I'm on Ross St. Brown. I, if you get there with Tim Boyle, you can get yeah. there in any matchup. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially against backups. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move it uh, on over to uh, two tight ends. Yeah, absolutely. And so this player, I think, is really unique on the slate. We've already mentioned one of his teammates, but most viable tight ends fit into one of two categories this week. You've got value options with pretty low ceilings that sneak into the optimal lineup if you were to play this slate out over hundreds and hundreds of times just by getting a few catches and they happen to fall into the end zone. you got players like John Bates, who had 92% of snaps for Washington. They're favored by seven points, although that game's going to have like six total points in the whole game. (laughs) Hayden Hurst, if 
Kyle Pitts sits is going to have a huge snap share as well. If they fall into the end zone at their prices, they have a huge percentage chance of being in the optimal lineup. And then you got these ceiling plays. You know who they are. They're Kittle, they're Gronkowski, Andrews with Huntley, and they can break the slate with a 30-point score. Ertz, excuse me, Zach Ertz, I should say the name in full at least once. Zach Ertz is that perfect balance of both in my opinion, at 5,600 on FanDuel, 5,300 on DraftKings. He looks like that perfect, perfect balance of ceiling. He still gets to 25 or 30 fantasy points in the absolute best of his range of outcomes. So you're not really sacrificing that much, nor are you in medium projection as well. You got double-digit targets firmly in his range of outcomes in this game against Seattle. He's had, excuse me, team-high total... Oh, excuse me. He's had 40 targets over his last four games. Yeah. And so considering the fact that Seattle is 29th in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end, I don't overweight that too yeah. much uh, just because it, it tends to be high variance. But sure. Ertz just looks like my favorite play. I'm not surprised that the value metric is propping him up so highly on both sides. Yeah. And and for those wondering about um, would you play uh Ertz and Christian Kirk together for uh, we don't talk about Yahoo on this podcast, but for my Yahoo article actually wrote that up as my preferred stack doubling um, Ertz with and and Kirk with Kyler Murray just because the target share has been so concentrated and because I think they can score so many points. So in all formats, whether it be tournament or cash games, I I do think you can uh, comfortably play both of them together. And and I've um, been in the minority a little bit on this, but at least on DraftKings, I've had no problem playing three players players from the same offense um, in cash in a week like this, I think it might actually make sense on, on a slate just where there's so many questions. Like why not just lean into to what we know about an offense that's really going for it. So I, I love the Ertz call there. Um, I'm going to another one of the ceiling plays. You kind of rattle off some of our, our, our pump plays that we can go after. This one is is almost completely narrative-based for me. Rob Gronkowski at 7,400 on Fandle, 6,300 on DraftKings. Now, Tampa Bay does say they're playing to win. They, they could still get the number two seed. I think the two seed is a very important seed because not only can you get two home games, you can steal home field uh, advantage throughout if the one seed loses early on. Um, but on top of that, Gronk can get to an extra 500 grand with seven catches an extra 500 grand on top of that with 85 yards and another 500 grand with three touchdowns obviously the three touchdowns is very hard to get to seven catches 85 yards very much in his wheelhouse for an extra million dollars and just like we talked about with um with Diggs and josh allen if, if brady and gronk are gonna gonna ride this best friend narrative i think uh gronk will will buy tom brady some extra uh mavocados or something if he gets him an extra million bucks uh obviously no antonio brown everybody knows what's going on there um, but last two weeks uh, 10 plus targets into his uh, last three weeks, 10 plus targets in two of his last three games for Gronk. Hasn't had one of those ceiling games in a few weeks, but I definitely think it could be here against Carolina. I, I dig it. I dig any good Gronk <laughs> narrative. Seven yeah. for 85 seems like it is is pretty likely here. And he was kind of quiet in that last game against Carolina. I believe it was only two targets. But in all the games around it, we're looking at double-digit targets for Rob Gronkowski. I'm ready to say that's an anomaly. Yeah, three TDs, that's that's a little much. But seven for 85, that's looking more likely than that uh, USAA membership trying (laughs) to chase all season. Exactly. Um, Let's move on to defense. We've already talked about this game uh, quite a bit. We, We like this team to smash. Who's your defense? 
Yeah, we're going to play the Bills here. If you can fit the Bills into your cash game lineup, or really any lineup, I'm not fading them in tournaments altogether. It's worth playing the Bills against the Jets. Again, we've we've mentioned it all show long. They're 16.5 point favorites. They're no longer the number one team in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offense, but they still might be my pick for the best overall defense in the NFL. They're first in yards allowed per pass attempt. They're second in points allowed per play and they do that without sacrificing yards per carry they're just league average in yards per carry they're not quote unquote selling out to stop the pass at all costs yeah and they're doing it Uh, i think you know they're not fully over the loss of trey white in the secondary i I don't know how you truly can be there are things you can do on defense when he's in the lineup that you can't do without him but they still have a good enough secondary to have a deep playoff run and they certainly have a secondary that can dominate zach wilson and the jets this week one thing that i'm noticing is that the value scores for the top defenses including buffalo are not at the one or the 2.0 level at the value metric it the bills have a score over 5.0 yeah, on FanDuel. that's defense. near zach Ertz. that's yeah. near kyler Ur- kyler murray And on DraftKings, it's a little tougher to get to. 4.0 is still a really respectable score. These are cash viable plays near him, like Kyler and and Huntley. Um, So I'm not really putting a lot of stock in the Jets putting up a bunch of points on Tampa Bay. I'm actually calling that an indictment of the Tampa Bay secondary, as I talked about earlier. Not really a boon for the Jets. So I'm going to play the Bills as much as possible if I can get there. Yeah, I think it's a, a really good um, week to pay up for defenses. We have a a lot of um, a lot of huge spreads, and you could take some big swings this week because, as I mentioned, if you're especially uh, in cash games, like it's it's a it's, you you can you can jam it in there. I think um, in tournaments there, especially if you're playing large field stuff, like you're probably gonna have to take some really big swings to win large field stuff like again uh taking a swing on some of those packers players playing some some Bengals or 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 um browns that we just have no idea how, how it's going to shake out like you really have to uh hope that you hit on some of those and it leads to a, a really big studs and duds build um and and the bills fit into that or if you if you want to stick to a studs and duds build you can do that by punting defense and the, and the one punt, punt defense that i really like this week is the lions all the way down at 3200 on Fanduel, a salary range that we just never use on Fanduel. we never go that low and then 2400 on DraftKings, and not much analysis here this one's really simple i mean possible ones versus twos or, or all, all game scenario or at least for most of the game scenario so starters versus backups um not much more to say the packers are still favored but uh i mean obviously things can the, the range of outcomes is huge but if you're playing a bunch of backups it could it could be very bad for the packers so um i i like following that narrative and i i think i'm going to be punting with the lions quite a bit that, uh, that makes all the sense in the world. When we chased Jordan Love's start last time, it didn't work out great. That was really because yeah. how the Chiefs' defense wasn't really playing that well. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing yes. to go right back to the well. Yeah, seems like seems like a lifetime ago that that Love versus Chiefs defense. Um, no theory segment this week. Um, the the for for theory, I would just say pay really close attention leading up to kickoff. I, I think a, a lot can change by Sunday, even though we haven't had any big news um, yet uh, uh, today. But uh, 
we call it wacky week. Well, we never call it wacky week 18. It's usually wacky week 17. We call it the wacky wacky last week um, for a reason. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, I, I know we're still going through playoffs, um, but I also realize that a lot of listeners will be dropping off after this week. Uh, so for, for everybody that subscribed and listen, I, I really appreciate it more than uh, you guys know. Obviously, this show is nothing without the listeners. Uh, four for four subscribers are, are the best. Some of the most loyal subscribers in the industry. So a uh, huge, huge thank you to everybody that listens if you don't plan on playing through the playoffs. And a uh, special announcement, uh, this is our last show with Matt Savoka. Matt uh, accepted a gig with our friends over at Osmo, And I'm, I'm really close with Alex and Lafay over there. I actually started out with Lafay. So they're getting a good one in Matt. Um, it's been a hell of a season, pal. We appreciate you. Uh, so thank you. Good luck at Osmo. Um, tell Alex I'm coming for him. Uh, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just. I'm just gonna uh, liquidate everything and just start scooping him everywhere just for him taking you from me. Yeah, that sounds good. I start <laughs> leaking that million dollars you just won. That would be pretty nice. But yeah. you know, honestly, the I, I can't say thank you enough to you, TJ, and to producer Sal behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know. I can, if I can leave us with a little mini theory segment. If, if this is a little bit of a hot take. I actually think the hard work in anything you do is the easy part. It just takes a bit of time. It's the people yeah. who give you a chance to do the hard work. And you were one of those people for me. I'm always going to be grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the 4 for 4 subscribers uh, who were who I got to meet this year, got to talk to. You guys are truly incredible. I hope I get to come back and say hello. I will really oh, yeah. miss this and miss you guys. Yeah, yeah, we we got uh, we got a pretty close relationship with Osmo. I, I do uh, work with, uh, off season in season uh, shows with them quite a bit, so I'm sure we'll be crossing paths. And, and for those wondering um, if you've been paying attention to our betting side of things, uh, Ryan Noonan has been heading that up all year along with Connor Allen. So Ryan um, will be helping us out with some DFS stuff moving forward. He'll be uh, he'll be helping me out with playoff stuff, so you guys will get uh, you know the the same great content. Ryan will be stepping in. He's worked with me in DFS. DFS in the past before, so make sure you're looking for that um, come playoff time next week. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, please check out our podcast. If you're listening on podcast, please check out the YouTube. Uh, please follow uh, our channel here on YouTube. Uh, give us a like on the video. And if you are on iTunes, please rate and review the podcast. It goes a huge way um, in boosting up this podcast. And again, if you want to just dabble in some DFS to close out the year, rest of season price is only $14. We have one more GPP last look show with Jordan, so you'll be able to get access to that you'll have access to our discord throughout the season um and if you want more action follow us on twitter four for four is at four for four football matt is at draftaholic i'm at tj hernandez we'll still be back next week